So we've seen the change right over the last 20 years that I've been here of, of emphasizing who the farmers are, saying that they're the rock stars and let's cheer them on and highlight them for the public. And the truth is that the public really likes to know, just like they want to know who the chef is, they want to know who the farmers are. It's time for conversations about our food and how it's grown on Farm to Table Talk with your host, Roger Wasson. Well, I'm someplace I've been before, and that's having a good time <laughs> at Mulvaney's. And Patrick Mulvaney, uh, you have a heck of a party. You have parties all the time. And everybody likes coming here, but you're hosting the Bacon Fest. So... How do you view this? I and mean, then tell me about your your role. You're not only hosting it; everybody's having the event here. But give us a glimpse of how we got to today, the, and, the 11th anniversary of the Guido Cup. So our friend Guido, 12 years ago, said, "Let's do a bacon fest to celebrate everything bacon." <clears throat> and we started small events all over the city, but we started here with a bacon fest finale for the best bacon in Sacramento. And probably around the third year. Guido uh, started to step back, and we created an award called the Guido Cup. So the Guido Cup is a fire nozzle, because we're in a firehouse, with uh, each year the winner gets to put his name and the year on the award. And so now today, we're going to put on the 11th name onto the cup. So how has that evolved? If you look at this now, that it's taken place for, you know, for 11 years right now. I mean, uh, at the beginning, some people must have been scratching their head and said, Bacon Fest. But, so I think the scratching of the head in the beginning was us who were running it, right, saying, yeah. what have we done? But now, 10 years in, we're, we're organized, we have everything together, the chefs are all really excited to be here, and the best part of the longevity is now seeing the next generation come in, right? As we get on in years, we don't think about it in our 40s about who's next, and now that we've been here for 10 years, we're starting to see see the next generation come in, but also consciously making sure that they want to come in. You know, I can't quite explain this to other people myself, but it seems like what you're doing here, what you do so often, is you're reinforcing an attitude about caring about the product all the way from the farm and the ranches and how it's grown. And then, you know, in this case, using the whole pig, too, and, and coming up with the products that everybody's trying. So it's the farm to fork capital, right? And we say that uh, how we feed people as we walk out to the farms and look at the field and shake the farmers hands and if they're doing a good job then that food's going to be on our plate and then today we try to celebrate it so today for our restaurant what we've done is take a half a hog from up in uh, Chico and boned it out and took the skin off and cured it like bacon and smoked it golden mahogany brown outside and people are just stepping up and getting slices of living high off the hog. So, Patrick, if we're going to do 11 years from now, I wonder what we're going to, how much more progress can we make? I mean, once you get almost a whole town paying attention to farm to pork. Well, then I think the kids, the kids will be running it, right? Hopefully you and I can just be bystanders. Yeah, yeah, and enjoying it. And it's hard to imagine getting many more restaurants that are trying to do the same thing, though. I mean, you've got, you've got a quite a widespread group of chefs from around the community that are engaged and uh, they're committed to. So we've seen the change right over the last 20 years that I've been here of, of emphasizing who the farmers are, saying that they're the rock stars and let's cheer them on and highlight them 
for the public. And the truth is that the public really likes to know, just like they want to know who the chef is, they want to know who the farmers are. And what we'll, we'll see going forward is that that's already happening in Sacramento and it's just going to spread more. So when we did the feeding during the pandemic, to be able to say this is all about supporting local farms and local ag and doing what we do best in California, which is feed the nation. Well, you're doing what you do best, Patrick. You throw a really good party. You've got a vision of what, how it ought to be and the relationship all the way from the farm to great restaurants like Mulvaney's B&L. So you've done it again. We've done we it again. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming down and thanks for having us. So my name is Dennis Sidnor. Um, I'm with Renegade Dining, um, operating out of Cafe Federico in the Thomas. Good. So Dennis, we are at Bacon Fest. And when, what got your attention to be involved with Bacon Fest? How come you're here? What what gets you excited about the, the whole concept of Bacon Fest? Well, what gets me excited about the concept of Bacon Fest is just bacon. It's smoky and salty and sweet and all those wonderful things. And then the opportunity to break down half a pig was my first opportunity to do so. Well, not first opportunity, but first time taken uh, to break down half a pig. And then just to be around such amazing chefs and, you know, love a little competition, but mostly just the camaraderie of the event. Uh, so just happy to be a part of it. So you, you know, for some people, you're going to have to define what that means, breaking down half a pig. So oh. you're getting a half a carcass? <laughs> yes, and, yes. So uh, Chef Checky uh, messaged, and um, I guess someone had fallen off, and so uh, Chef Checky uh, messaged and asked if he wanted to be a part of it. He said, heck yeah. Um, so he goes, you get a half a pig. And so I was like, I better start watching some YouTube videos. <laughs> and so um, uh, I did. I watched a lot of YouTube. Um, and then... Um, Chef uh, Joe Pruner happened to be in the kitchen that day, um, and so uh, he gave me uh, over-the-shoulder angel work, and I uh, just kind of pointed out a few things, and so it's just breaking down the pig, it's just separating the bone from the meat, in some instances separating the, the subprimals, the different cuts of meats. And, so, yeah. Yeah. and then what do you do with it then? What do you do with all that pig meat? So we, I braise the bellies, um, I'm sorry, braise the bellies. So I smoked the bellies, um, and then uh, we cured it with uh, the Camilla Coffee Roasters was a part of the competition. We had to use the Camilla Coffee Roasters here based out of Sacramento. So we did a cure with the bacon and the coffee, and then I smoked it with Himley Cider Pearwood uh, for about like four hours, uh, nice and low and slow. Um, and then with other parts of it, I, uh, with the shoulders rubbed with garlic, parsley, and thyme, and then roasted it. And then the uh, picnic shoulder hams stuffed with uh, H&K Farm spring shallot and orange, as well as uh, roasted that, too. That sounds great. That sounds great. So, uh, wish you luck. This is a, a great endeavor. Glad they got you into this. That was awesome. All right. Thanks. Bucky Bray with Cannon in East Sac. Hey, welcome to Bacon Fest. Yeah, thanks for having me. So what did you do? What have you done as far as your participation in Bacon Fest? Um, well, I mean, this week we did, um, yesterday at Cannon, we did a entire bacon-themed brunch. So that was exciting to get ready for all week. Um, leading up into it, um, I kind of figured out what I wanted to do before we got the pig. And once I kind of figured out the, the theme and using coffee and all that kind of stuff, um, so I took a playful take on it, and I made Uncrustables. Um, <laughs> so th- describe that. So what's that, what's that uh, like? Little Uncrustable little kid sandwiches you buy, and usually they're peanut butter and jelly. Um, so I took a kind of a different take on it and did an, what I call a fat Elvis. So Elvis Presley's favorite sandwich is a peanut butter and banana toasted sandwich. Um, so I made it fat by adding bacon to it. Um, so I 
candied it and made the peanut butter in house and put some bacon fat into the peanut butter uh, and placed the bananas. I made a banana custard, kind of covered it in Wonder Bread, pressed it shut, um, toasted it so it was nice and crispy and warm and kind of did you get melted a, did, in there. Did you get a kid to try it? <laughs> I, I, I'm about as much of a kid as it gets. So. <laughs> uh, well, well, it sounds it sounds wonderful. Yeah, thank well, you. I yeah, put the whole thing on top of uh, a chocolate cold brew gravy as well. So it's nice, kind of. That sounds that sounds great. Peanut butter and banana. Well, good luck and awesome. thank you. Awesome, thank you very much. Appreciate. It. Okay. So Chris Barnum Dan, the owner and the chef at Localis. And, and Chris, welcome. Thank you. They, nice to have. Nice to so, have on. Hey, you know what? Right in the middle of Bacon Fest, and we've got a little noise going on around us, and we're and there's judging going on and all sorts of things. But Chris, tell me how when you get a half a pig to work with, yeah, and you're going to be involved in Bacon Fest. What do you do? Do you sit back and take a look at it, say, oh, pour a glass of wine, think about this a little bit, and and does that, <laughs> that does that? That pig kind of talked to you and say, "Okay, you know, let's." I think this is what we can what we can work with here. How no, does the inspiration come to you? For us, it's uh, get it broken down as fast as possible. We have such a tiny little restaurant that a half a hog is taking up a lot of space in our walk-ins. So it was just pretty much get it broken down right away. We know we need to get the belly on cure, so we did that, and then we started thinking about. Uh, more so about beers uh, at late night, just thinking about what we want to do, you know, with Bacon Fest this year. We've done it before in the past. Um, I won best dish with a dessert, actually. So this time we wanted to go savory. And, uh, yeah, so it was just more so uh, get it broken down as fast as possible so it'll fit in our tiny space. And then uh, figure out how we can highlight the most amount of the pig. Okay. And then, so... So what did you do to side? Yeah, so um, we decided that we wanted to maintain a bacony kind of style with a dish as well. Uh, so we took the whole loin and uh, crusted it with coffee and curing salts, uh, left the whole fat cap on because um, we wanted to cure the fat as well. Uh, and then we smoked that loin. So it's kind of like a bacon, but uh, much fattier and, and sliced it real thin like sandwich, uh, sandwich lunch meat or something. And then that's getting stacked on a, a garlic crostini with some pickled vegetable and then an aioli made with uh, the coffee and fish sauce. So kind of a fun play on a bun meat. And do you think after you go through something like this, is this some of these ideas are going to make it to your menu? Yeah, I mean, best? we do a lot of Southeast Asian cuisine anyways there. And uh, definitely if we win, that's definitely going to be something that we think about putting on the menu for June. So we'll see what happens. Well, good luck. Thank you so much. Appreciate uh, right. it. Boy, we're having fun at Bacon Fest and getting to talk to chefs that have all come together. And the chef I've got with me now is Greg Desmangles. And, and Greg, uh, you're with Urban Roots. Yes, I am. And it's a brewery and a smokehouse. It seems like a smokehouse is perfect for you to be participating in this Bacon Fest. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what, what, have you, what are you prepared today that, uh, for Bacon Fest? Um, so our bacon, uh, we cured it kind of with the same spices as a uh, hot link. Um, for nine days, uh, soaked it, dried it, and then we smoked it uh, for about five hours um, using uh, cherry, apple, and oak wood. Um, and then for our dish, we did a uh, lard biscuit, um, or obviously the lard from the Yano uh, Seco pig. Um, we did a uh, coffee barbecue sauce with the Camellia um, coffee. And then we did a whip with uh, some rendered pancetta in it and a little sprinkle of coffee over the top with some pulled pork. Oh, that sounds delicious. 
Delicious. And then, do you see that as a is that as, is that going to be kind of more a lunch item or a dinner item? Do you think? Um, I think it could flex as both. I mean, I think honestly, it kind of it's probably more of a breakfast item than anything just oh, with really? the biscuit. So yeah. it was kind of the the idea behind it was coffee and cream. That's why there's a whipped cream and there's coffee barbecue sauce. And yeah. Now, have you been in in this before? Where have you been involved in Bacon Fest in years past? Yeah, so I've I've, uh, I've competed um, as myself once uh, for Pangea, and then I've also uh, worked under a couple of chefs that have been in the competition. But this is our first for Urban Roots. Yeah, well, that's great. Now, when you try something out like this, is it likely going to be uh, on your menu at some point? Do you think? I think it might be. Um, we. We're talking about possibly doing brunch at Urban Roots at some point, uh-huh. uh, but the, the definitely the coffee barbecue sauce with the pulled pork is a is something that we're tinkering with. People keep mentioning this coffee barbecue sauce, and I don't even think about coffees and using coffees that way. But uh, did that surprise you when that was one of the challenges that you had to, to work with the coffee in the in the barbecue? I, I kind of liked it honestly because before it was kind of like you get the pig. You have free range to do what you want to. I like the element of we want you to work with this specific ingredient and be creative with it. Um, we actually use coffee in a couple of our rubs um, already, so we're kind of used to working with it. Yeah. I think that's one of the cool things about getting a, a whole hog um, is, especially nowadays, the meat shows up in boxes. It's already in the you know the pieces that you're going to use it in for the most part, unless you're you know cutting steaks or portioning something. But it's cool to be able to take something apart and have to think about it from beginning to end of how you're going to utilize you know from nose to tail, the skin, uh, everything. Um, and I think that it's a it's a great exercise, especially being resourceful and you know efficient with you know butchery and cooking. Well, I tell you what, it, it sounds delicious what you have lined up and. Wish you the best. Good luck with this. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, I'm happy to welcome Ravine Patel. And, and Ravine, your restaurant is in the, one of the new facilities in Sacramento. Why don't you describe it for people, where you are? Yeah, so I'm, uh, we are located inside the Hyatt-centric on the corner of 7th and L, Um it's a beautiful new hotel right there in the Doco, and um, I oversee the food and beverage program for the 7th Street Standard, the Kling Club, and the hotel as well. Well, I wanted to put that plug in there because the people that listen to this sometimes aren't from Sacramento but might want a place to stay, so you get a chance to mention that. But now we're going to be talking about what you can eat, and let's, let's just jump ahead to the participation in Bacon Fest. As you approach this, what, what are you presenting today? Yeah, we our, our restaurant is a you know, a melting pot of cultures and even a melting pot of Sacramento. And so we wanted to bring something that's, you know, represents obviously our farm to fork heritage, our, our Central Valley um, heritage, and obviously our cultural ethnic diversity. So uh, we did a um, cured bacon that utilized coffee and um, wanted to, you know, give the animal respect. And so we, we did very minimal, you know, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of salt, coffee and just let the pork speak for itself smoked it uh for the dish we kind of wanted to do something very um eclectic and i have an indian background um so we did a vindaloo samosa and did a little cilantro chutney bacon uh, chicharron and local mustard green salad boy that sounds good now is that something that after the bacon fest is actually over does it have a chance to making it onto your menu or a special at some point in time 
Uh, definitely. We featured some of the pig during the week, um, you know, to promote the event and also, again, to, you know, give kind of respect to the animal. You know, we try to utilize everything from the tail to the to the nose. Um, and yes, it definitely has a ability to come on our menu in different formats and maybe even, a, you know, a different play of it. Now, is this the first time you've been involved with Bacon Fest? No, I've done uh, Bacon Fest in 2013, and um, I did it in 2019. Ah, that's great. Well, and it's back. It's back. So what do you like about this? I think, the, you know, just, again, the, the sourcing of uh, a beautiful piece of meat, um, letting us utilize it in so many different ways in the restaurant throughout the week, and, of course, you know, the camaraderie that comes with, uh, chefs coming together, um, hanging out, cooking together, competing against each other. Um, you know, it's just a win-win situation. So It is a win-win situation, and you end up having chefs that care about how the, how the animals are grown, how they're processed, and so forth, and, and, and being creative, and then, like you say, having all that com- camaraderie. Correct. So, yeah. Well, good luck. It's, uh, it's an exciting day at Bacon Fest. Thank you. Thank you. Now we get to visit with Lauren Petrie with Nick's Taco. Sure. So certainly it's not common to utilize the whole animal, even in, um, you don't see the butcher shops very often. I mean, female is a great example, right? People are making it happen. Um, But it's difficult in restaurants because you can't really retail all of those parts that you might um, in a different setting. But I think especially with Patricio and kind of his vision for the restaurant, um, the farm to fork and if we could utilize the whole animal, I'm sure we would more, but he has a lot of talent, you know? So I think that, I think that it kind of fits in sure honestly. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I even what I was doing using, you know, the bones to make stocks. Those are all things that you learn in the culinary field. Um, so there's ways to incorporate them. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you, and this is a fresh challenge then though too. I mean, so you get an idea and you, you take a look at this and say, okay, now how are we going to how are we going to proceed? So they're kind of a creative stage. You had the guidelines that they're looking for for Bacon Fest this year. And then you, and then you apply your own creativity. Um, I actually am a butcher, a whole animal butcher. Before I was working in restaurants, um, that's what I was doing. So that was actually, when I heard we were getting a half hog, that was the exciting part to me. You know, um, I, I got to kind of go back to my roots there a little bit. And it was fun to then take that and utilize as much as possible because I love that about whole animal. Um, and then beyond that, the, the real challenge was the creativity with the dish. So I just kind of went with, what would I eat? And it's not Mexican. I love Mexican food, but uh, Ryan is also competing today, and we decided somebody should probably have a dish that wasn't Mexican. Uh, so yeah, I just brought a little bit of myself into that. So Some, describe the dish you brought. Uh, we did a crispy pork riette with a charred radicchio, burnt orange, uh, a little bit of coffee in the vinaigrette. So trying to do something a little brighter, a little bit bitter. Um, and the, the, what I like about the riette is it basically took almost everything and braised it down with the stock made from the bones and then you're not wasting any of it. It all goes into this really porky, delicious, just really nice little bite. Boy, it sounds great. And then and then also the radicchio in, mm-hmm. in it too. That's a, an interesting combination. It is, and I'm, I'm glad it seemed to work out, or at least I think so. Hopefully the, the judges agree. But that charring brings out the sweetness a little bit, and I think it, I think oh. it worked. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. A good occupation too to have been a butcher and be able to apply that perspective of looking at your work as a chef now and having that butcher background. Good for you. I'm glad we get 
Yeah, thank you. I, I, I think that, that does make me a little bit desirable, and I didn't expect that, and I'm really happy because I, I did miss kitchens. You know, I, I worked uh, in kitchens before and then went into butchery, and now I'm back, and it's just fitting together so great. Well, farm to table, and in between, we've got butcher to mix our cup. So <laughs> good luck today. Thank you very much. Well, another guest from Nick's Taco, Ryan Visker. And, and Ryan, I had a conversation with Lauren a little bit. And yeah. Hearing about her experience as a butcher. And you're here wearing, wearing a different hat, literally a, a chef hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. In this. yeah. So, so tell me, uh, you know, again, I think people can, are, are surprised. If a restaurant is called Nick's Taco, you would expect tacos would be what you'd have yeah yeah, yeah. you don't so i, I did i did pork yeah i did stick with something mexican for mine um lauren reached out to me and she she wanted to do something not authentically mexican um which was which was great because having both of us here competing we didn't want to have both of us doing a mexican inspired dish i stuck with the mexican theme and i'm doing a small flour tostada with uh uh, chorizo verde and sequil pack, which is like a blended sesame seed, almost like a hummus. Wow. They usually eaten like a dip. Oh, that's exciting! Yeah, and then and then with bacon. With and then yeah, it has a strip of bacon on top. Yeah, so I ground the uh, most of the pig down and made the chorizo. I actually put pork into every layer. So I put pork into the tostada, into the hummus, into the chorizo, obviously. Ground bacon into, into the chorizo. And from there, I put a, a small roasted strip of bacon as a topper. So it visually looks like bacon mm-hmm. as well. And then on top of that, they asked us to do like a, um, to infuse coffee in some way. So I, I chose to do like a red eye aioli. So it has a coffee aioli on top. And then micro leaks on top of that with some flowers. So you had you had a whole hog to work with, actually yep. half a hog, and you made all of these products. Do you have any others that you figure out that you, you're going to be able to utilize uh, the rest of the the rest of the pork that didn't end up? So we we actually used we used everything. The only thing I haven't gotten to is the 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 rind, the skin. I haven't used the skin yet. But like at Nick's Taco, we we're pretty pork heavy as far as menu wise like the the trotters went into the beans already so everything's already been utilized um and most most of it went into the dish that i have today honestly and then now typically uh, where are your proteins coming from i mean you get the pork farm wise but in the rest right right but you are you are you able to supply what you need locally locally not a hundred percent we do try um mm-hmm. But not a hundred percent local. Yeah. And do your customers take an interest in it? I mean, when you for sure, I have more often, like at least twice a week, someone asking about where our pork is from and where where most of our our meats are from. Alina Wings. Good to talk to you about what's going on at Bacon Fest. Yeah, thank you. Good to talk to you. So what brings you here? How did you get engaged with this <laughs> with Bacon Fest? Well, my boss is Brad Checky, who's been involved with Bacon Fest since the beginning. And um, yeah, so he kind of thought it would be great for me to, you know, 
participate, and I thought that would be great too. So we just he pitched the idea to me, and I said yes right away. And yeah, that was that. So it's my first did, one. Did you guess right? I mean, you thought, what am I getting into? And the next thing you know, you've got half a pig that's sitting on your countertop. That you exactly. To start working with. Yeah. No, that part of it was really great. Um, I have, you know, broken down a pig once before, so I'm definitely not an expert. Um, and it was really, you know, exciting to do. I've watched Brad do that at Canon multiple times, and it's something that I wanted to try. So it was a great experience. So when you say broken down a pig, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people might not know what that means exactly. Sure. But you get a whole carcass. Yeah. And you, we got a saw and a, and a knife, and yeah. you, you just start breaking it into larger pieces and then working it into cuts. Then. Right. So I had to do a little bit of research, and I got a little bit of help. But as far as, you know, you get half of the carcass, everything besides the innards are still attached. And um, kind of, I guess, identify what those cuts are and where you need to slice and saw, like you said, and... Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it's like a full physical workout there. Half a pig is more than enough to uh, use for this event. Um, in fact, I used a very small portion of the actual pig. So the rest of it, I have loads of ideas we're going to use for the restaurant. We're making a lot of riette and terrines right now. Um, our own sausages, things like that, which will be, you know happy to feature on the menu for the next coming months which is great and then as far as bacon fest itself i used the belly and the shoulder and that was enough to supply for this event in particular and um my ideas i like to kind of wing things and so my idea was to do something i know well which is pastry and combine that with something i'm just learning about which is bacon and so um, I created a little bacon croissant. Well, the action is really happening all around us at Bacon Fest. Actually, now I've got Scott Williams with me, and Scott is with the Moxa. Is it Brown yep. Moxa? Moxa Brewing Company. Company. Yep. And you were one of the judges. And man, I want that job, Scott. I've, uh, <laughs> we, why don't we trade? And you do the podcast conversations, and, and then uh, let, let me try all of these these dishes. How did uh, it go? It, it went really well. It was really brutal. We had to eat a lot of bacon. Uh, it was terrible. Uh, it, it, you know, no, everything was amazing. Uh, it was, it was, all the food was outstanding. The plating was really, really nice. Uh, the flavors in the dishes, I covered the whole spectrum. So it was really, really exciting. So they they bring the dish to you. Does, then now, do the chefs describe what they made and how they made it when they or do you just tasting? Yeah, the the dishes are plated in front of you. The chef uh, stands there, he tells you or she tells you, I did this and that. Uh, this is how we did the bacon. This is how we did the rest of the plate, uh, and it turned out really nice. Uh, you know, the, the way they presented it, the way the dishes looked, it was fantastic. You've been listening to Farm to Table Talk with your host, Roger Wasson.